Hello and welcome to another Healthy Bite. My name is Dr. Ron Early. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Well, this week's episode revisited one of my favourite guests. I always enjoy talking to Professor Grant Schofield from Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, just always like to touch base with uh, professors of public health. I don't have access to that many, to be honest, but Grant is always very generous with his time, and I always am very interested to hear what uh, his thoughts are. And so in this week's episode, we uh, reflected on the current pandemic, how it was all handled. Um, we also it was a, an opportunity to remind us about uh, Grant's also very keen on low-carb uh, diet, and that is really important because, as you will realise if you're a regular listener, that whether we're talking about cardiovascular disease, still the biggest killer, cancers, second biggest killer, autoimmune conditions, there are over 100, diabetes, of course, uh, mental health as well. Anything, almost any disease is made worse by an elevated insulin level. And elevated insulin is not just about eating too many, eating too much sugar. Uh, one only has to look at the um, food pyramid, which uh, has morphed in Australia into the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines to get an idea of perhaps what I would consider to be the greatest nutritional stress on, the, on public health uh, globally, and that is the advice that has been given to the world population uh, to make carbohydrates the foundation, and specifically grains, uh, the foundation of a healthy eating plan. I put healthy eating plan in inverted commas for those that aren't watching the video. Uh, actually, I forgot to do that, but there it is. Uh, the food pyramid introduced in 1992, morphed into my plate in the 2000s and in Australia was adopted as the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines, is a nutritional stress on us all if ever there was one. And I think all of those statistics, particularly the increase since the introduction of the food pyramid in uh, the incidence of obesity and diabetes is a testament to a flawed, failed in fact, I believe, corrupt public health message. And if you want to look at the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines, a background to that, I would recommend that you view on YouTube Marianne DeMassey, who is has a PhD in research in nutrition, also, well, a PhD in, in research, medical research, but she does an excellent 18-minute appraisal of how the Australian Healthy Eating Guidelines came to be. And it is a sad and sorry tale and one that I believe the NHMRC and the Australian Dietitians Association should be thoroughly ashamed of. But that, I digress for a moment. Uh, back on to the episode that we had with Grant Schofield. Uh, the low carb, of course, very important. Grant also is very big on uh, intermittent fasting, which I think is, is a useful tool. I mean, when in human history were three meals and two snacks a day part of our experience? Again, like the food pyramid, a wonderful economic model for selling lots of food and creating lots of disease, which creates a very big industry for managing that disease, just not a very good health model. And so intermittent fasting is a great way of reproducing really what our human experience was. And uh, whether that is um, 
18.6, yes, I think that will give you 24 hours, or 16.8, meaning uh, for 18 or 16 hours you are not eating, but for six or eight hours you might have a late brunch, uh, lunch or an, and an early dinner, which is actually a really neat way of going because it means you're not eating a heavy meal um, before you go to bed. But it is it is a great way of helping you control blood sugar levels. And of course, um, it's incredibly cheap. I mean, does it get any cheaper than not eating? Um, and is it any more accessible? You have no nothing to buy, nothing to prepare. You can meditate and go out and walk instead. So it's a win-win all around. And of course, the reminder about healthy fats and and that, to any regular listener, we all know that seed oils, which again are recommended by the Australian Dietitians Association, by the Heart Foundation, the demonization of animal-based saturated fats has been a public health message, which together with the food pyramid goes a long way to explaining the poor health we are suffering from in our Western society. Uh, seed oils, again, are a wonderful thing for keeping things on the shelf for longer, uh, but they're just not a very good um, health thing, promoting chronic inflammation. Uh, so healthy fats is another one. But I thought one of the most interesting things about the discussion this week, oh, this week with Grant Schofield was his also focus on ACT, A-C-T, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, which is such an interesting concept in terms of, um, of us using psychological tools to help us navigate through the health um, problems that we may have. And one of the things in our, in this podcast, in my book, in the Unstress Health platform, is we talk about life being a balancing act. And on the one hand, identifying and minimizing as many stressors as possible. And I define a stressor as anything that reduces immune function and promotes chronic inflammation. And to that effect, we've ident so identify and minimize as many of those things as possible. And that is about emotional stress, environmental stress, postural stress, nutritional stress, and dental stress. And focusing on emotional stress, one of the things that we've often said on this program is that while the world we live in, we are bombarded by, by events and people that we have very little control over, what we do have control over is how we think about those things. And of course, that is easier said than done. But acceptance and commitment therapy is a formalized way of focusing on that. And of course, it's, as I said, easier said than done. Oh, we'll just get over it. You know, think about the tragedies of the world and, and think about them differently. And, and I think that is a powerful tool. And I think of times when somebody close to me uh, has died and I feel tremendous grief and, and feel quite, um, uh, well, obviously upset. But that's thinking, folk, uh, this is an, ex an example, I think, of acceptance and commitment, is rather than focusing on the loss that has been, that you've suffered because of that death, why not focus on all the benefits and all the joys you received from having known that person for the length of time that you did. And that is an incredible gift. Um, and uh, I know in my own life when um, we had, for example, between our two children, uh, well, I, have, I have been extremely fortunate and grateful to have two wonderful daughters who are now 36 and coming up for 
30, I think they're coming up for 32, 33 this year, actually. Um, uh, but, but between our two daughters, we had a stillborn. And, and that was an experience that we just simply weren't expecting. When you're, when, when you're pregnant, you, you expect to be giving birth to a live and healthy baby. And, and in our case, we reached full term and we had a stillborn. And it was an incredible shock to us. It made us look at it. This happened between our two daughters. And it made us look at our two, at the time, two-year-old daughter as an incredibly precious thing. We always knew she was. But when life is as tenuous as that and you don't, and things don't work out as you hope they will, then um, focusing on what you have is, is incredible. And we went to see a grief counsellor and um, it was an incredible experience because the grief counsellor had us focus on the fact that we actually managed to get pregnant, which a lot of people don't have the, you know, have an experience. So that in itself was an incredible enriching experience to actually have been pregnant and to actually have watched this child, this, as it turned out, girl, to have grown intrauterine. And yes, it was tragic, but it happened for a reason. We didn't actually ever find out what that reason was, um, but it happened for a reason. And uh, we should rather just focus on the fact that, A, we could get pregnant, so look forward hopefully to the next pregnancy, to focus on how precious our existing daughter at the time was. And when our second daughter arrived, we would just, um, you know, it, it made it so special. And I guess that was an example of an acceptance and uh uh, acceptance and commitment therapy because we accepted what had happened and we committed to to it and uh, and it just was a change in the way we approached this and so yes um, accepting and changing your attitude about things and committing to that change is a very powerful tool often easier said than done which is why this is whole holistic approach of identifying and minimizing as many of those other stressors and building resilience by focusing on the two foundational pillars of sleep and breathe, which allowed us then to go on and think more constructively about the nourish, move and think pillars. So it was a great episode this week. It is always a great episode, a great opportunity to talk to a professor of public health, particularly one uh, as knowledgeable uh, as Grant Schofield. And I and I hope you find that episode as enjoyable and informative as I did. Uh, but I, it was an opportunity to reflect on that in this healthy vibe. I hope this finds you well. Until next time, this is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. Be well. This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or as a substitute for care by a qualified medical practitioner. If you or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately qualified medical practitioner. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions.